Welcome back to Two Can't Keep a Secret, your favorite Pretty Little Liars rewatch podcast. My name is Jay, and I'm here with my best friend in the entire world, AJ Norris. How are you? I'm doing great. It is Black History Month, so Jay has to say good things about me. <laughs> well, pause. Why would I not out, say but... good things about you all the time? <laughs> Literacy and the ability to read has nothing to do with your moral character. I, ag- I have high morals and character. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and it has nothing to right? do with the fact that you can't read. Listen, I'm just saying, as a black man, I feel like for the bullying that I get on this podcast, I deserve some five-star reviews and ratings. And <laughs> so those you it. shall get, because if they don't give them, AJ, what what does that mean? That's racism because it's Black History Month and I'm black. <laughs> I can't say those words, but I endorse I'm black, whatever AJ said. I'm black, I'm blackity blacky, I'm black. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, especially considering there's no black people on the show. Not anymore. <laughs> Listen, what happened to Maya? She came back for like legit a minute and only a minute. Right. And where'd she go? Like, honestly, Jay, I was so excited. But you know, we we're not here to talk about Maya. We're here to talk about some mess. We are. Um, but before we get into mess, I do have some Pretty Little Liars adjacent news. Not Jason news. Adjacent. adjacent. Oh, so the first Jason news. The real Jason news. No, I, I guess this is like not related to Jason at all. Ah, oh, fair enough. Um, and that is that Lucy Hale, who plays Arya, is set to have the lead role in a new FX drama called The Answers. Uh, it is going to be mm-hmm. a show um, about... A woman named Mary who joins a experiment that promises to quote hack love. So she's mm-hmm. going to move into a secluded location with other women who are participating in the experiment, and they start to begin questioning what the real reason they're in the experiment is when they're all tasked with dating the same mysterious man. Um, so mm-hmm. we wish her nothing. And that's it. <laughs> we wish her nothing. It's I was gonna say nothing like, but the I... best, but I was like, I actually like the I am actually like interested in the concept of this show potentially. And that means it's gonna be real bad. Oh no. Well, Jay, have your expectations up high. Let me tell you something about 2023. I have never this seen Lucy Hale have a personality in a single acting job she's had. Yes, comma, but I've also watched shows. I've watched a show. Yeah. I've watched a project before where they killed off an important character very um, near the beginning. But she's supposed so to be the lead role. Off quick. Not a lead listen, role, the lead role. Listen, I've seen a, sh- a movie where someone was branded as the lead and they were killed off in thir- 30 minutes. Okay, fingers crossed. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe Lucy Hale, you know, we just got out of a pandemic. She was like, everyone's like, we want to do something in our lives, at least one thing. Maybe she was like, I would like to become a more dynamic actress. And maybe she is more dynamic. 
and maybe she's going to kill it. Maybe. And with that, we, we we are manifesting good things from Lucy Hill because we need one um, project of hers where I'm happy to say I like the, her character. Because let me tell you about Arya. Well, why don't we talk about Arya? Because this episode is season two, episode fifteen, and it's called a hot piece of a, which Arya is not because she's a minor. She is. She is a full blown child. But a lot of this episode is about her. Yes, a lot of stuff that's happening around her that should um, be happening quicker, I should say. One could say that. That's what I will say. All right, so let's get into it, shall we? So we left off last episode with the girls finding A's phone after Hannah hit A with a car. Nice. Which brings us full circle because A also hit Hannah with a car. We like we like um when Hannah well when A gets their comments. Yes, and we also like when A does crazy things. We also we like when A does crazy things that's not psychologically um torturing these girls. Unless it's Arya. A does not psychologically torture Arya. She A just tries to make Arya do the right thing. Like that's it. That's it. Like, you know what A says to Arya? Yo, Arya, tell your mom about the affair your dad had. Yo, Arya, tell someone about the pedophile that's in your life. And we, AJ yes. and I, yes. are here to tell you, if there's a pedophile in your life, also tell someone. Yes, I agree. In fact, that is the mission of this podcast, is to get people to tell on the pedophiles in their lives. God damn it, Jay, if we do one thing, and one thing only, it does not have to be entertained. It does not have to be informed. It doesn't even have to be covered to show. It is to make sure there are less pedophiles out in the world. Yes, that aren't punished. Because I can't guarantee that someone isn't a, a pedophile, but I can guarantee that we'll do something about it. Like, look at Ella. Ella liked that man. But that man should not be liked. Oh, we'll get to Ella. But right now, the girls are still in the greenhouse, and they're freaking out about this film. Oh, yeah, we are talking about it. Because <laughs> Emily still has glass in her hair, which she's freaking out about. She brings up this glass in yes. her hair like five times. Comment, but Jay, if you had glass in your hair. <laughs> I'd be also... freaked out, but I'd also be freaked out about like the fact that Hannah just like attempted vehicular manslaughter. And voluntary vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> and like, so... They don't know where the box is. They think that A has the box. Question, and why is the box important? Didn't we just um, discover that the box had nothing in it? Right. But they're like, so oh, that must it? mean that A took it. Okay, whatever. Why? Um, And then they're having like a contest, like a conversation, mm-hmm. like trying to one-up each other and see who had the worst day because like Spencer had a hard conversation with Toby. And Not bad day. Emily has glass in her hair. I, I a bad day. <laughs> and is like, I can one up all of you. Kate, my dad, and Isabel got, or Kate and Kate and Isabel, and my dad are moving to Rosewood because Isabel and my dad got married. Yeah, but Emily has glass in her hair. Like, like I, I, honestly and humbly, if I had to rank the four people based on how bad a day they had, Spencer's dead last um, because Spencer's a drama queen. 
Oh, oh, I forgot. And Arya had to sneak out of her brother's window because she's grounded and she's not allowed to see, to leave the house because her parents found out that she's dating a pedophile from the pedophile. <laughs> like, this is the dumbest guy in the world, but we will talk more about how dumb he is later on um, with another confrontation that he has. Because God damn it, Jay. For a college professor, <laughs> that motherfucker has no sense. That's what I'm saying. He can read. He's a literature <laughs> professor. Yes. That does not mean he is a good person. No, 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 not at all. Uh, I, I, I will say, uh, I think Hannah has the worst day because that was out of Hannah's control. Emily, you chose to go in the greenhouse when everyone wasn't ready. And that's on you. Yeah, but she has glass in her hair. Emily? Your actions have consequences? This reminds me of the uh, Tom Mulaney bit. Not Tom Mulaney, John Mulaney. Oh, okay. John Mulaney bit where he's like, and I was over on the bench. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Emily has glass in her hair. (laughs) You know what? Fair enough. (laughs) I can see that. I can see that. Because she kept bringing it up. Why in the year of our Lord, 2023, Mm. am I referencing John Mulaney? Speaking of men who um, anyway, um, they're like, oh my God, we should bring the phone to Caleb. And, and Spencer's like, yeah, we should do, we should bring the phone to Caleb. And Hannah's like, no, he, uh, doesn't know about the whole A thing. And also Mm -hmm. like he's, has a past with the police. Mm -hmm. Like, and he's like living with Lucas right now, which he technically isn't supposed mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is not a good idea. And yes. the phone rings and it's an unknown call. Well, pause. No, no, pause. I, I, I would like to get into this a little more deeper. Okay. Right. Because first things first, I disagree with my entire. Well, first things first, heart. you predicted this. This was your prediction for the next episode and it happened in the first five minutes. <laughs> Listen, I'm good at what I do, baby. I can write a teenage drama if I can do anything. You are the teenage <laughs> drama. <laughs> Listen, it is me, and I wear that with a badge of honor. Uh, so first, here's my issue, right? Caleb can do this stuff. He's phone savvy, whatever. I don't care. He can hack into his stuff. Y'all are trying to figure out whose phone this is. Caleb should 100% do this because Caleb has not cared about the law in the past. Uh, comma, but. It's so hypocritical of Spencer last name, Hastings, <laughs> to be like so um, dismissive of Hannah and her concerns when she's over here breaking up with Toby for no goddamn reason. <laughs> like, he, she wants to keep Toby out of this for everything, even though A gives less than two craps about Toby. Comma, but Hannah does not want her boy toy in this, but she's being stupid. She's being ridiculous. Well, Get out of here, Spencer. You see... That doesn't impact Spencer's life. <laughs> I think that's fair. Like, like, here's the thing. Like, and y'all didn't watch this. I'm assuming y'all didn't watch the episode. Like, um, Emily and Arya were like listening to um, Hannah say her concerns. Spencer turned the whole ass around. Was like, could care less. <laughs> and, and like, the phone rings got- and Spencer's like, well, aren't you going to answer it? And Emily's like, are they going to know we have the phone? And Spencer's like, yeah, if you answer it. <laughs> Which, like, like duh, but also, like, uh, what? Like, 
Yeah, they know they don't have the phone. What do you answer? They didn't the phone? answer. Huh? No. I I just in general, unless I'm like recently applied for a lot of stuff, I refuse to answer unknown numbers. That's fair. Yes. I like that now, like it gives a suggested like who it probably is. Because oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> because it'll be like, oh, this is Doctor Whoever. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like I don't have that number, like the number that they sometimes call from. Like I don't have each individual line from my doctor's office saved in my phone, yes. but it'll be like, oh, it's Doctor Whoever. I'll be like, oh, okay. Yes, and like it's nice when caller ID check. It helps me out, comma, but I'm also like, how do you know this information? I don't like your tracking. Listen. Yes. Like, I'll take it. Uh, Fair enough. But, but, like, never... but like, also... Oh, go ahead. You know, pause. I'm not going to go off on my um, anti-phone rant. No, I think this is the time. Um, No, this is um, pretty little lifetime. I need to give all my attention to these girls. Because this is so important. Listen. Because no one else has, and look at where that ended up. Genuinely. Like, honestly. <laughs> Maybe if their parents paid a little more attention... Like, like legit, three of their parents don't even live in the same town as their child. <laughs> so they don't even get a chance to answer the phone because somehow glass comes down from the roof of the greenhouse and crashes like on top of them. So now they all have glass in their hair. Now uh, Emily can shut up. <laughs> yeah, Emily, shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> earning our ex- our explicit ranking, hopefully, whenever that comes through. Because <laughs> right now we're clean. Listen. I, I am mad. I, this this episode upset me. Um, I feel like the next episode is going to upset me. You I feel like I'm going to be upset for the rest. It's okay. You've broken the seal. The rest of season two, I feel like I'm going to be upset. And until goodness comes my way, this is not for children. Yeah. I don't think this ever should have been for children. <laughs> Valid. Fair enough. So they take, they're going to take the phone to Caleb. Nice. And Caleb's gonna plug that phone into his laptop with no questions. Like, comma, but. Okay, he has a few questions, but he plugs it in first. And I'm like, yes. listen, dude, one time my dad mailed me, I don't know if I've told the story on podcast before, but one time my dad mailed me a USB in a manila envelope and it had my address written on it and no return address. And all that was inside this manila envelope was a flash drive. And I don't know if everyone who's listening was alive when there was the anthrax anthrax scare, but I, this was in 2018 and I was convinced I was going to get anthrax. (laughs) Like I was convinced and I hadn't thought about anthrax in a long time. It's not one of my top 10 fears anymore. Mm -hmm. Now that we've lived through a pandemic, I'm like, listen, like I have more pressing fears, including the Dust Bowl, um, now that I live in Kansas. Um, <laughs> but that's been a fear for a while. Anyway, I call my my dad and like, did you mail me this? Nobody has my address where I currently live that would mail me something like this. And you and you being my dad, love music. And he's like, I don't remember if I mailed you anything. Maybe it was your mom. Like, no, it's not mom's handwriting. And she always like, like she is like an artist. So she like draws all over the envelopes whenever she sends me things. It's really cute. I'm like, this couldn't be from mom. Homeboy didn't want to tell me that he sent me a bootleg of Hamilton, the original cast. (laughs) 
And so instead of telling me that he sent me a USB with a bootleg of the Hamilton original cast on stage, it's like, I don't know, I didn't mail you anything. And so eventually I get to work and I bring the bring this USB to work and I plug it into a work computer because I'm like, I'm not plugging this into my laptop. And I'm like, oh, it's just a bootleg of Hamilton, like nicely labeled on the USB and everything, like on the files. And I call my dad, he goes, yeah, I thought that would be a fun like little present for you to open randomly. I'm like, yeah, but you need to tell me you're sending me that stuff because I thought I was going to get anthrax. Like, like, like. Pause. That's is that's the only story. Um, as far as it was last time, uh, call it. <laughs> like the thing is, you can be like, yo, I got a surprise for you in the mail. Can't wait for you to open it. Yeah, like, isn't it better to like have the it. anticipation of like, oh my gosh, I'm getting a gift. Yes. Like. Well, pause. Uh, it, it's great until the gift gift does not come, and then you're like, okay, I've been waiting for the gift for a minute now. Where is it at? <laughs> right, but he knew that I got the gift. He could have been like, oh yeah, I sent that. Like oh, they nice. already received oh, yeah. it. Sure. Fair enough. <laughs> and to be clear, I was not afraid I was going to get anthrax from plugging it into the computer. I was afraid that opening the envelope, I would get anthrax. But eventually I was like, no one is going to send me anthrax. I'm not important enough. And if I am, it was, I, I've had a nice time. <laughs> like, like, Jay, if that was how it went for you, just know someone thought you were important enough for anthrax. And that Right. And that is enough of an honor. Correct. <laughs> I thought I was good. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to get like one of those like computer viruses that like mm -hmm. deletes everything on your computer by plugging in a USB and like then you lose all your bank information and all that. So I plugged it into a work computer. So it would happen to my work instead of to me. I think that's fair. And that's what uh, I, I like that. Capitalism. I like that you Mr. Robot at that. Yeah. It was like around the same time that all those stories of the hospital networks getting hacked were happening. Um, and like people were holding like people's healthcare information like hostage. Oh um, no. From like hospitals for like millions and millions of dollars. Um, yeah, it's a thing. Also, if you people hear a paper saying. bag in the background, that is Tony who found a paper bag. She loves it. She's my cat. Let her live. <laughs> Let her live, folks. I am just trying to podcast. I'm trying to podcast about Caleb and whatever else he got loaded onto his laptop because yeah, he's so about to get in it. He plugs it in and uh, he's like, so you want to tell me anything about this phone? Who'd you steal it from? Who's it belong to? And Hannah's like, yeah. oh, we found it. Yeah, technically that's true. Sure. It's just as true but that's... they stole it. Well... Is this stolen if you found it on the ground? And you and technically you don't know, know who it belongs to and you didn't give it back. You don't know who it belongs to. No, you to know though. technically who it belongs to without knowing the identity of the person it belongs to. Yeah, you don't know their identity. So is it stealing? Or is it finding? And Hannah decides it's finding. And Caleb's like, these files, like, and Spencer's like, well, can you open any of the files? And he's like, no, they're downloading. Like, this is going to take time. And Spencer's like, what do you mean? And, and I'm like, it's 2011. What like, do you... Shut up. Like, we do not have the best technology. Like, you He's cannot... You cannot force the laptop 16 year old. As a foster student, as a foster kid in 2011. Last minute, too. Had no time to prepare. Was easily ambushed by disinformation. At, like, what? Like, probably, like, 11 o'clock at night? 11.30. 
And <laughs> then uh, he's like, oh no, the uh, owner of the phone shut it down remotely. So I can't access anything else. I can only download what I can. And some of these files might be corrected. Are you sure you want me to try and open them? And the girls are like, duh, obviously. And Hannah's like, uh, I guess. And he's like, okay, even though Hannah's like clearly uncomfortable. Nope, nope, nope. Let me tell you something. He, the girl said yes. He asked Hannah directly. Hannah does not respond. She does not say yes. She just does a slight nod. And let me tell you something about a slight nod. That's not a yes. <laughs> that is correct. Consent must be what? Verbal and <laughs> enthusiastic. Yes. <laughs> like that. I agree. Like that. <laughs> that AJ, was consent, baby. AJ, can we continue this podcast? Yes, let's do it. Oh, I don't want to talk about what's next. <laughs> oh, well, is that... It, see, you can revoke consent at any time. So now I'm a you little... You can revoke consent. Yes, that is true. You can. Which is why we are communicating. AJ, should we continue this podcast about this episode right now? I think we should. I think we have some important things to discuss. Okay. I just wanted to yes. clear up the consent issue before we move <laughs> on. Because when someone revokes your cons- their consent, you can still have a conversation. I don't want to pressure you. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of uh, pressure, Byron is going to put some pressure on his daughter because he's like, uh-uh, you are not going to school in a short little dress, shoulder showing, knee-high socks, when I know hmm. that it, when and there's a great conversation here where she's like you've never told me what I could wear to school before and he goes that was before I knew who you were dressing for yeah <laughs> I'm like, listen we are not victim blaming here no. but if she is wearing short dress if he believes that she is wearing short dresses for this teacher who is grooming her I do not blame him for being like put on more clothes no like like not I'm... because he's saying that she's mm. doing something wrong but because he's saying like i know like it's not like oh theoretically you might be distracting somebody if you're wearing spaghetti straps it's like they're like now that i know that there was one known pedophile as a teacher at your school i don't know who else is out there and so i yes. have genuine concerns that they are looking at your body yes and under other circumstances i wouldn't have a problem with it but until we figure this out you're wearing long sleeves i agree Honestly, I, I agree with that man 100, 100%. Is it rational? Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> Comma, but I understand the situation where he's going through. Uh, and he's doing his best uh, as a dad who don't know how, how to handle this properly. <laughs> okay, let's be real. If this happened to your kid that doesn't exist, but pretend that they do. This happens to your like, kid. Would you know how to handle it? Like, 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 I, like do you know what my first gut instinct was? Like, everything Byron did. School. <laughs> and guess what? The pedophile ain't at school anymore. I'll be like, uh, we gotta remove you. <laughs> get you right, out of but like, would you probably have stern words with your child? Also, yes. Yeah, like, like, yes. I, like, <laughs> I think last episode I'll be like, I even said I will be upset, even though it's not should not be directed at her because <laughs> she here's is the, the thing. Like, we also have to acknowledge <laughs> that like they are human beings. Like, we are all human beings. Our emotions get in the way and he's upset and he is not physically in the presence of the person that he is upset at. So it's going to be directed at somebody. Yes. And I'm not saying that parents should yell at their children ever. And I think occasionally it happens. Yes. 
like but yelling i'm saying like yelling at like in a way of like misdirecting their own anger like yes, if they're I mad at like fair. the car being broken they shouldn't yell at their kid about it correct but like no. it might happen we also yes, have to understand it might that it might These, happen like and i am actively will say byron is an imperfect parent come but damn it he's doing the best he can yeah and ella she's gonna come in she's gonna be like byron you're about to have a fight let me handle this i got it under control and she tells and she starts picking out long sleeve shirts for aria to wear and she says you gotta pick your battles and Arya's like, I really thought that you would understand and you would be more accepting because didn't you like Ezra? Like, you liked him. And she's like, I used to. That, that, that is correct. That is correct. <laughs> I, um, I, think, I think this uh, show could be a very much a warning that you do not know um, who your neighbors are. Um, so they can be the sweetest people in the world to you, but be prepared. <laughs> and this is what I like to tell people because I have seen this happen where someone mm. comes forward about an abusive person in their life Yes. and the survivor's friends say, but he's so nice to me. He would never do that to me. That person would never hit me or never, you know, yes. assault me or anything of that nature. Yes. It's like, but just because they didn't do that to you does not mean they didn't that they didn't do that to anyone. Correct. And so you never know. Never. Who someone is in a relate when they're in a when or what their relationship with another person looks like. And by relationship, I mean it could be family, it could be friends, it could be romantic. They can be the kindest person to you, and they could mm -hmm. be something else to someone else. Like, like Jay, I think so highly of you. Calm, but I also know that this is what you're presenting to me. And you... That's valid. Yes. I'm not going to I think the that. best of you. <laughs> yes. Um, right back at like, you. Like, but, yeah, but like, if I see one day that you're on the news for something terrible, I'm like, you thought you knew a person. <laughs> and that's how we get things like, you know, people, like the neighbors on the news who are like, he was always so nice. He always waved at us when he took, uh, when he picked up his mail and mm. like okay he waved at you doesn't mean he's not capable of like tax fraud correct <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> i feel like those are people I look at the most for tax fraud like what are you doing <laughs> waving. Like, why are you waving at me you want me to think you're nice then i'm more suspicious you're trying too hard i don't look at my neighbors Wait. I have one neighbor that i look at and that's because and i wave at and that's because i dog sit for her and she cat sits for me so we're actually friends. Like, like, let me tell you something. I do not know my neighbor's name. I've been neighbors with this woman for I don't know how long. I don't know her name. I don't know nothing about her. I just know some evening she leaves her apartment and goes walking. And I'm like, okay, Good for her. fair enough. Good and, for her. But we're not asking any questions. I mean, listen, <laughs> um, I don't know what she does. I don't know anything about her. And it's going to stay that, that until I leave. Yeah. Um. So Byron's going to have some choice words, a couple more words for Arya before she leaves for the day. And she's like, you are never going to talk. He's like, you are never going to talk to that man again. Ooh, ooh, pause, pause, pause. Uh, Arya did say something. Um, I did not write down her exact words. But uh, it was something like, oh, I'm surprised that dad of all people uh, will feel this strongly about um, an inappropriate relationship. 
Yeah, and Ella's like, Aria. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, she's clearly trying to make a dig. Yeah. But like, also like, Aria, just because you were manipu- manipulated does not mean that you need to manipulate. I agree. Um, Two manipulations do not make her right manipulation. But Byron's like, you're not, like, you are going to school, you are coming home. You are going mm-hmm. to community service, you are coming home. Mm-hmm. You are not going to see Ezra, you are not going to see your friends. And she's like, what do my friends have to do with Ezra? And, he, and he's like, and Ella's like, well, we want to know you a lot. We obviously don't know you as well as we thought we did, so we want to mm-hmm. spend more time with you. <laughs> I want to keep an eye on you. And Byron's like, and you don't even get to say goodbye to Ezra. And I'm like, hell not yeah, even he doesn't get to say goodbye. Nope. No goodbye. You had your chance to say goodbye, and that was before you brought him to mm-hmm. your parents. <laughs> I agree. So we'll get back to that. We'll get back to them, but let's get to a annoying relationship. Yeah, Spencer and Toby. Uh, so Spencer <laughs> is outside, approaches Toby when he's outside his house, and she's like, I'm so sorry that I can't tell you why we. it's not safe for us to be together. And Toby's like, so you came to tell me, you came here to tell me that you can't tell me why you can't be here to be with me. Jay, can I be a buck fifty with you? And this is not just me disliking Spencer. He finds it right. so hot. I, I would have broke up with her on the spot. <laughs> right, like I made it sound like he was like skeptical and like kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? He was so into it. He's like, you can't stay away, can you? Was the vibe. <laughs> Correct, but I'm over here like. But I'm like, I would have been like, excuse me, like you said we can't be together, so like don't be here. Like you said, you can't be together. Um, and I said, I the only reason I want to be here is if you tell me what's good. You're here to tell me not what's good. <laughs> what's what's <where's> confusion? <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah. So, it, it, but he's so me. into it that he starts to kiss her. Could not be me. In the truck. Could not be me. And like it's gross, very disgusting. So then we're gonna cut. So unromantic. We're gonna cut <laughs> like, to. I'm uh... Jay, Jay, at the end of the season, we are redoing our uh, relationship um, tier list. Heck yes. Know, <laughs> this relationship is going down. Okay, well, I know one that's going up. Hanning. Yeah, yeah, they are. Taylor's <laughs> cool and he's working on the files on the la- on like decrypting. I think that's the right word. The files yes. on his laptop, like in broad mm. daylight at school, and Hannah's right next to him. And I'm like, don't y'all think A is someone you go to school with? Probably. And you're just like gonna open these files in front of everyone. Well, it's not like Jenna, where Jenna was in the library just doing her stuff on a computer. Like, his back is up against the wall. Um, He's on his laptop while everyone else is clearly in front of him. Yeah, but still. Hannah knows that this is a bad idea because A can see everything. Listen, as far as A knows, Caleb is looking up stuff he should not be looking up on school property. That's fair. (laughs) But, uh... Hannah comes over and she's like a little concerned that someone might figure out what he's doing understandably sure and he's like I haven't told anyone I'm not going to tell anyone but you need but like what's going on can you tell me any more information yeah and then she's like oh my god hi Lucas we ha- we should study together later 
And Lucas is like, oh, I'm really busy. I have stuff going on. And she's like, no, we should study later. Um, did, it, did she really need to study? Or was this uh, one of her excuses? Oh, it was 100% an excuse. Although... Hmm. We'll get to when they're actually studying. I think I, I think like there was more educational content in this episode than any other like study session in any episode of a teen drama I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm excited to get to it. Okay. So then we're going to cut back to Toby and Spencer's makeout sesh. Yeah. They see Garrett pull up to the house, Officer Garrett. And yeah. he's on the phone and he's like, you need to open the door. It was a bad idea for us to bring him into our plan. We should have talked to him about it. Mm-hmm. And clearly he's talking to Jenna. And yes. who is this mysterious other he? Who did you think it was? Who is he? Yeah. Uh, Jay, when I tell you, I had no clue. I had zero clue. Because I was like, it couldn't be Jason. Because Jason, if they're talking about Jason, Jason's kind of been in on it since the beginning. And this seems like someone they just recently brought in. I have no idea who they were talking about when they're talking about him. Yeah. So, Spencer... I, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on 150 cents with you, right? It's a lot of money. A whole bunch. Whatever they're talking about it is not what uh, Spencer thinks they're talking about. Interesting. That is why I put money on. Okay. And Spencer thinks they're talking about the greenhouse, right? Yes. Um, and she she thinks they're, that they're talking about like wh- whoever they brought in was pretending to be A. It was like a third person, kind of like the delivery guy that uh, with the money, right? Yes, 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 with Ian and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I Correct. can't remember his name. It's Ian. I'm, uh, it's okay. So He's been there for a minute. Oh, oh, I, oh, I did say at this point in time, Gary's dying at the end of the season. I'm putting my money on it. He's going to die? Yeah, he's going to die. I'm putting money on it. How much? Um, 148 at the 150 cents I got. Got it. Good <laughs> to me. Yeah, um, I, I think so. Spencer ducks because Garrett looks their way and he like looks angry, and it's like, okay, interesting. <clears throat> so now we're gonna cut to the school. Who's the one girl we haven't talked about yet? Emily. Emily. <laughs> I, I've, I've had a turnaround on Emily. You you know I I, I enjoy me some Emily. Emily's Not like one of my favorite girls. Lately. She's like being a little. She needs her. She needs her mom and dad back. I agree. Like, cause every more minute I get of Emily, the more annoyed I get with her. Here's the thing, we you know our feelings on Pam, and we want her back. Honestly, we need her back. <laughs> we need her. Listen, her head. Ever since Pam went away. Ever her, since Pam went away. Her heart might not be in the right. Her heart is in the right place. She wants the best for her daughter. Yes. But more importantly, her head is in the right place. Correct. And you know what we need. We need Pam and Veronica back in, back in everybody's yeah. business. Solve this ish. Yes. I'm telling you, the mom yeah. spinoff would have been the best spinoff, and it's the one thing they haven't done. True. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If I know two women that will hold it down, it's Veronica and Pam. This yeah, if this is a horror movie, Veronica and Pam would be the final girls. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I would pay to see it. It'd be a good movie. Scream, but uh, Veronica is Gail Weathers. 
That means nothing to you. Oh, so you just don't want the ghost face to have a chance. <laughs> Listen, Ghostface already doesn't have a chance against Gail. But put Veronica in there. Yeah. Damn. Like and Pam can be Sydney Prescott. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's Sydney beginning too much mess. Right. And I feel like Pam is more emotional anyway. Yes. So and like Veronica and Gail both like a good power suit. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I agree. And there's an alternate reality where Sydney Prescott, nothing happens to her, bad happens to her, and she grows up to be a housewife. I can see that. Yeah, that Sydney goes off those vibes. If she wasn't dating a serial killer. Spoiler alert. She didn't. She didn't. No, she Right, I'm not blaming not. her. I'm just saying, like, there's an alternate reality. Just like how Emily cannot know that she's friends with A. <laughs> you think she's friends with A? I do. Interesting. But right now she's having trouble focusing on pretty much anything. And she's taking a makeup test and she, it for I think it's English. And yeah, Ella English. is administering this makeup test and she and Emily's like, Miss Montgomery, can I postpone this? Can I take this makeup test tomorrow morning? I didn't have time to finish the last couple chapters of the book. And in my head, I'm like, the audacity you have. Like here's... you got extra time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you read the book. You don't get to say like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't do my homework." Can I have more time? Yes, like like I'll. This will be twofold, right? This is your more First time. Off, this is your time. You sh- you should have done it. You know better. And no, the answer is no. This is like your. You already time. were given an extension. That's why you're taking a makeup test. And you knew it. You came. You showed up. You clearly knew you were, it was today. So that's on you for not doing what you were supposed to do, properly preparing for this test. Um, and then I'll switch it up. <laughs> I, like my, my answer is no. But then I'm like, so how are you doing? Because clearly, <laughs> I know you as a student. You're better than this. And this is a drastic shift. <laughs> What's going on? Do you need help? Yeah. Need and Ella's <laughs> like, and Ella's like, can you do it? Like Friday. And Emily's like, no, I have community service. I got extra hours given to me because I got in a fight with Spencer. And I did go off in my notes at this point in time because I thought it was just Emily who got extra time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, But it turns out Spencer did too. Yes, yes, yes. Listen, I'm I'm very much on one right now. (laughs) Listen, I love that about you. Thank you. It is the month of love and Black History Month. Like, like, let, let me tell you, let me tell you something. Yesterday, I had to listen to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene talk her mess, and then today, I saw what they did to Ilan Omar. I was like, you know what? Listen, we're not getting into that right now. I, I am on one. So, <laughs> I'm ready to but, fight, Jay. You do not so understand. Emily, so Ella is like, just like okay. my anger is misguided. <laughs> I was like, okay, clearly you're going through a lot. How about Monday? And Emily's like, yes, thank you so much. And then as Emily's packing up her stuff, Ella's like, and Emily? And Emily stops. And she's like, what else don't I know about my daughter? Uh, when I tell you, like, like I think it was, was an appropriate question to ask. I think it was appropriate. That, I disagree. I disagree with my entire heart. And so, like, I don't you, think the like, way it was asked was the right way, but I think it was a good like, question to ask. Like, sure, if she wanted to go to Emily and be like, 
so I, I hear about this um, Mr. Fist thing. Is there anything else that I should know that I'm not hearing about my daughter? I care about her safety and stuff. Right. That is that is one way to go about it. And I think that's what um, she intended, but that was not how it came out. She's like he, the way we're talking about how Byron's emotional and stuff, and he doesn't know how to react. I think Ella's the same way, but she's like, I am the more contained one. I have to like hold it down. Yeah. Like when he's going, when he's flipping. I gotta be the rock. I gotta be the solid. And leader. there's a lot of like gender dynamics in play here. Uh, yeah, it's 100%. Yeah, because like Ella at home needs to be the peacemaker and feels like she's responsible mm-hmm. for maintaining, you know, not only the peace, but also her entire family's reputation. Like, how many times have we seen her like try to dis- escalate situation between Byron and Arya or right. Byron and Mike? And, and how many times have we seen her? lose her shit around the children we don't and i think that at some point that energy has to come out and just Mm -hmm. like byron's anger at mr at ezra is misguided because it comes out at aria Mm -hmm. like he misdirects it that's what i mean Mm -hmm. like his anger is misdirected towards aria we understand you ella's frustration at the situation and frustration about how little she might know about Arya ends mm-hmm. up misdirected at Emily here in the way that she asked the question. Yes. But I don't think it's a bad question to ask if you phrase it a little differently. Fair. I, I can co-sign that. Yeah. I like it. Um, and Emily's like, Arya's the same person she's always been. You should still be proud of her. And it's like, proud of her? Homegirl is potentially going to be charged with murder. Yes. Dating her teacher. Yeah. Let's say you should still love her. I I think you should still love her as proper because the way that Arya acts and stuff, I'm going to be honest, that's not like the most proudest. Like she is frequently like you know skipping schools, finding herself in dangerous situations, even by cops. Like, yeah, I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything about a beyond scare straight program, comma. But I feel like Arya needs some talking to and needs some life hit at her. Perhaps, because you know what she's gonna do? She's gonna take Hannah's phone. And she's gonna call Ezra and be like, "I just, I really love you, and I know that my parents are gonna." It, they're going to understand eventually. They're going to change their minds. They're going to understand. I promise you. No, they ain't. <laughs> like, are, are you such, like, why is Hannah giving Arya her phone for this? I would like to be upset with Arya. I would like to be very disgusted and annoyed with Arya. She's a child. She I know. Does not know. And like, but like, she does not know. And like, this is why it's so frustrating because this is where we see that Ezra not only groomed Arya, but was able to use his relationship with other students, non-romantic mm-hmm. relationship, but his relationship as a caring teacher who was genuinely like there for them in, in difficult yes. times. And Hannah, who of the four was the most skeptical of the relationship. Yes is willing to give Arya her phone to call Ezra. She knows this is what's happening. And we're able to see that even though he was primarily grooming Arya, he was also having 
enough of a similar effect on the other students at the school, especially Aria's friends, mm-hmm. where they're willing to do things that they shouldn't be doing. And I would argue in other situations, Hannah would know not to do this. Yes. And she she does it because she cares about Aria. She wants Aria to be happy, even if it means helping Aria do the wrong thing. Because Correct. love is important and blah, blah, blah. This is not love. Correct. And even if it <laughs> even if it feels like love to Ezra, mm-hmm. it is he needs to seek help then. Mm-hmm. Um like this is not okay. He knows uh, it is actively not okay. Yeah. Uh, to be doing the things he's doing with this child, with this minor. Yeah. And we know uh, that because he's not answering the phone. Correct. Like he, once he's caught, he knows he did something wrong. He it doesn't matter if he cares wrong. that he did something wrong, but he knows. And it, we can tell because he's not answering the phone, he's not calling Arya back. Etc. Et As he shouldn't. Correct. He should As not he be having contact. To begin with. Should never have had a contact with a child. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were times when, like, because my dad or my mom was driving me to like a speech and debate competition, mm-hmm. I would have the speech teacher's phone number. Well, you did speech and debate. I did. I can see that. I like to talk, and I'm Jewish. I like. You're, to and you're a good talker. No, you. um but yeah like i would have the speech and debate teacher's phone number and i might text them like hey my my mom and like we're here we're at Mm. the tournament we're signing it or like there was once a teacher who goes to my synagogue or went to Mm -hmm. my synagogue growing up would drive me to religious like drove me to religious school one day because my mom had to stay after work but that's because I knew that teacher from the time I was three years old. She was a family friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying that my teacher, I had her phone number, but it was appropriate for me to have her phone number in that instance. And I also wasn't calling my teacher and being like, hey, let's hang out on the weekends. <clears throat> but, you know, Aria has a different literal relationship with her teacher than I ever had with any of mine and that's unfortunate for her but very fortunate for you yes let's make that very clear <laughs> yes <laughs> so meanwhile Spencer approaches can, Emily in the can, can I tell you an observation I had like within the past five minutes that I think mm-hmm. like how upset uh is this that they're upset with themselves and not in the uh, way that Ellis being like, oh, we um, caused this because of the um, issues we were having and stuff um, in the past year with our relationship. But with the fact that they've invited this man into their homes multiple times. I know. They they have actively like put um, their child in situations where um, they are closer to this man. And how much is that like actually weighing on them and their reactions to what's happening? Yeah, and the fact that they couldn't tell that something was happening and they weren't able to pick up on those clues. Yeah. So we'll get to more of that even later in this episode. But Spencer's going to go to Emily and she's like, can you help me snoop around uh, Jason's house? Because I think he's helping Garrett and Jenna. And Emily's like, no, I'm working at a crisis hotline now because of that extra community service. Mm-hmm. And why don't you ask, uh, why don't you ask Aria? And Spencer's like, yeah. well, Aria's on lockdown. 
And she's like, what about Hannah? And she's like, well, Hannah is still mad, at, still isn't happy that we dragged Caleb into this whole thing. And Spencer, and Emily's like, why don't you let, why don't you offer Hannah your lake house? Uh, and then she also lets it slip that uh, Hannah and uh, Caleb have used that lake house before for some alone time. Um, two things first. Spencer really has nothing to do with her life. She has nothing better going on. Yeah. Like, like this is this is this is it for Spencer. Like, this is all Spencer that entity. And I need Spencer to like, you know, does she have internships or extracurriculars or something that she to. could be doing? Spencer, go do one of those. I'm pretty sure there's a meeting you're supposed to be at right now. Go to him. Be, be involved. President? Be involved, Spencer. <laughs> like, be involved in anything else. Anything else? Like, honest, as much as A is an issue, at least on this episode so far, these other girls are like, I got other things I can be doing. I have better things right now. This is not my main focus. Right, but mm, Spencer has has like buried her head in the sand. She's like, I am only focusing on this. Fine. So we're gonna cut uh, to but, but, but how annoying is it to know that your friend. And her boyfriend has been like doing things on your grandma's couch without any of y'all knowing. I <laughs> would be so pissed. I would be so upset. I would be so upset. And it's like your vacation home. Like it's not like, even like, you... like many things wrong with that. It's a lot, a lot. Um, but Emily or Hannah's gonna we're gonna cut to Hannah's house and she's gonna be studying with Lucas. And they're studying about the Civil War. And, yes. and um, Hannah's like, who seceded first? Was it Tennessee or South Carolina? I think it was South Carolina. Correct, it was South Carolina. Mm. Um, and then she starts getting texts from Spencer um, offering to use the lake house. Yes. And she's like, oh my God, great. I can use this to throw a surprise party for Kayla's birthday. And Lucas is like, okay, but like we need more flashcards. And he seems a little jittery. <laughs> he, he seems out of it, he, actually. Yeah. But he seems like nervous that like Hannah wants him to get involved in whatever. Like and he and I don't know if Hannah's usually like this, like uh much wanting Lucas get involved and stuff, but like in this episode in particular, maybe it's because how much Lucas is like trying not to be involved. <laughs> Yeah, and also because, like, it's Caleb's birthday coming up, so, and she knows that Lucas is, like, friends with Caleb, so maybe because it's that also, she's trying to push a little more. Like, when she said you're basically Caleb's best friend, I was like, damn. So, he has Lucas is basically Caleb's best friend. (laughs) Yeah. And that's not a slight to either Lucas or Caleb. Just the situation they find themselves in. And Lucas is like, I cannot contribute financially to this situation. And Hannah's like, I'll pay for everything. Don't worry about it. As soon as he said, I cannot contribute financially, I was like, wait a minute, Hannah, how could you contribute financially to this? Correct. I also had that thought. (laughs) But I guess you don't have to rent anywhere. Fair. Um, Sure, I guess if your friend is just giving um, you her grandma's league house. (laughs) Yeah. So eventually Lucas agrees that he'll help, but it's pretty reluctant. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we're gonna cut to Emily, and she's at her first training at the Crisis Hotline Center. Um, 
you lied earlier in this podcast episode and said there wasn't a black person in this episode. The crisis hotline trainer is a black. She woman. is black, and, and you know I, I feel like this show has a good track record of black women. I agree. <laughs> I don't think there's been a single black woman that we haven't liked. Black person. I agree. We've only really seen black women. Um, and we need to put respect on black women's name. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's not it's not because the black men have been bad. We just haven't seen any. Mm, pause. Um, our cop. Oh, and he is a nice gentleman. So, so, so like, honestly, for Black History Month, we shall honor all the Black people in Purdue Wires. Because up to this them. point, they've all been great. All four of them. <laughs> they each get their own week. Um, <laughs> so, there, for the training, have you, ever, have you ever worked at or volunteered with a crisis center, AJ? I have not. So, I have, and this is a common training technique where they have a transcript or a fake transcript and they role play as the caller and as the person from the hotline Mm -hmm. and they're reading the hotline transcript out loud and Emily starts to realize the caller might be talking about what happened last night at the greenhouse because they're like I shouldn't have gone there I shouldn't have gone there alone Um, I'm going to have to hurt her now. I can't believe that I did that. Like, they're going to kill me. I'm so, like, I've lost it. I've lost something important. And Emily starts putting all these things together. And she's like, maybe that person is A. J, there's not a second. I thought that was A. (laughs) Not a second. Because I feel like A is smart enough not to call the crisis hotline. Right. (laughs) And that's it. That's it. But it could be Ace Helper. They know they because Spencer has told them all about Jenna and Garrett maybe having a helper. So now A might have a helper. Like like and uh, I don't know if it's here or later on, but they do mention like, oh yeah, uh, remember A has um, four stuff to do stuff we didn't want to do by some information they know. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I think that is valid. That could be a thing A does. Because we only see it. Um, but but my next question would be. But here, here's my next question. Why would a helpers have A's phone? Why would they not have their own phone? Correct. Question mark. That, that's, that's my question mark. Unless that is the helper's phone mm-hmm. that was given to them from A and they have been sending messages on behalf of A or t- pictures on behalf of A. You know what? Maybe. So speaking of role play, let's role get play. into a role play of our own. I like role play. All right. Well, you get the easy job here. I'm going to be Ezra. (laughs) And I'm sitting alone in my, Ezra sitting alone in his apartment watching a basketball game and there's a knock at the door and you're going to be the person on the other side of the door. So ready Ready. and scene. Wait, 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 where are we starting? Are we starting at like, I just walked in the apartment? There's a knock at the door. Okay. Not, not, not. <laughs> That's the door creaking. Oh, oh, darn! Your door is creaky. Oh, oh my man! I used to come uh, over here. Oh, oh hi, Mister Mo- Professor Montgomery. Uh, it's wild. You come in. Do do would you like some water or a beer, Mister Montgomery? Uh, yes, I'll come in. And no, I don't need your dirty water or beer. 
<laughs> okay. I, I, I've been thinking. I, I, I have done some soul searching since you came to my home. Okay. And I, I can recognize you, you are new to this profession. You are around all these young people. You, you, so many young people. You're not sure technically how to interact with these people without yeah, crossing like a line. Five years younger than me. It's so hard. Like, like I, like, listen. I've also had in the past trouble navigating these relationships and it was appropriate and what's not appropriate. I've made I've mistakes heard about in the past. That, actually, we'll pause. Listen, my mistakes was with someone age appropriate. We do not talk about that. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm sorry. Like you are in my home. Yeah, I am in your home. That's your bed. It, it, it have, is my bed. Have, have my underage daughter been here? I, I'm sorry. What are you asking? Like, like I, did you dig down my daughter <laughs> in the story? And I, being Jay, a grown adult, am not going to continue this role play because I don't want it used against me. <laughs> but essentially, that's what happened. <laughs> so, end scene. Uh, yes. And uh, before Ezra can even answer, what does Byron do? Our good boy, Mr. B. He's, he's like, listen, I was going to be nice. <laughs> No, no, pause. Because here's the thing, right? Right. He, he was about to be nice. He was about to be like, yo, listen, this can be a one-time thing. You've, you made an awful mistake. Nothing like this ever happens again. And you know what dumbass Ezra says? What does he say? Yeah, when I first met her, um, I didn't know she was um, a child. But then I saw her in my classroom and I was like, you know what? What I am doing is wrong. However. <laughs> and Byron says, you know what? <laughs> I'm calling the police. Yeah. He's like, okay, so you do what you're doing was wrong, and you have no remorse for it. You know what? I can't do it. You gotta go to jail, sir. And let me tell you, yeah. I interpreted it a little bit differently. At no point did I think Byron was not gonna call the police. Like, like I, like I think Byron was where Ella was at the night at the police station, where it's like, yo, go away. Like, if you do leave town up. right now. Yeah. I'll give you a 24-hour head start, but I'm sending the police after you. Is what I <laughs> um, and this yeah, is where like, I said the controversial statement. Byron right now is the best man on this show. How is that controversial? Because I don't like men. Fair enough. <laughs> so the next day, we're gonna go to school and Mona's gonna come up come up to Hannah. She's like, Where's my invitation, bestie? And she's with Noel. And she's going <laughs> yeah, so no Mona and Noel are going up <sighs> the to the power Hannah. couple we need. They're like, Oh my god, where's our invitation? We wanna go to Kayla's party. And Hannah's like, like, What? Why would you wanna go to Kayla's party? You hate him. Listen, we're first out. It's okay. <laughs> right. And by that, I mean, I think Caleb was like, whatever, when Mona apologized. And Mona's like, now we're besties. <laughs> like, because, you know, Caleb and Mona have not spoken two words since then. Correct. And I just thought that was really funny because it's like, well, then who are they inviting? Like, is it just going to be like 
Mona, is it just going to be the core four, Caleb, and Lucas? Mm-hmm. Actually, the core four minus Aria. Because Aria can't go. Aria's on house arrest. So that's five people. Because, like, they don't have other friends. So, like, if you don't invite Mona and Noel, <laughs> what cool surprise friend. party are you having? That's a great question. Like, like, because I, I, I know Caleb's not a dealer, but like, but he doesn't have other not... friends if Lucas is his best friend. <laughs> correct, correct. Like Lucas, if what we knew was true, is like at the bottom rung of people. Yeah. Shame. So, a little later, Emily's gonna show Arya and Spencer the the transcript because she swiped it from the the crisis center, and Hannah's like. She taped it to her bathroom mirror this morning. And I'm like, weird, weird choice. You could have just shared it to breakfast. Can I be honest with you, Jay? Yeah. Um, the the moment I saw Emily in the crisis center, I was like very upset they were gonna use this as a plot point, plot device. Okay. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Okay. This is the this is not the first and will not be the last time that they use something sensitive as a plot point. Correct. <laughs> and it will not be and it also will not be the biggest case of that fair like, it is only gonna get worse. i'm not ready <laughs> um so much worse okay. truly i just need you to know what was put into the universe mm-hmm. and to suffer like i have suffered <laughs> why don't you want me to live a happy life it's black history month <laughs> um, because i want us to spend time together and for that to happen someone else has to suffer because i am always suffering um but spencer thinks this is a huge breakthrough and she's like oh my god we should all volunteer there maybe the person will call again and i just want to tell you Mm -hmm. most crisis centers don't know if someone is a repeat caller because as the crisis center trainer told emily Mm -hmm. both sides are anonymous correct and We'll get there later in the episode, but there are the, the mysterious caller calls back two more times and both times mm-hmm. asks, is this the person I spoke to yesterday? In the crisis centers that I have worked at, we were yes. trained that if we are asked, "Have am I the person you spoke to last time? You say, unfortunately, I can't, like, I can't confirm whether or not I'm the same person, but I can promise you that we've all been trained to help with a variety of crises. And mm-hmm. I still am just, as, I'm still just as capable and willing and want to help you get the resources that you need at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. So I can't guarantee I'm the same person you talked to yesterday, but why don't you tell me a little bit more about what's going on? Fair. Cause you want to protect that person's anonymity mm-hmm. and you want to make sure that like, your anonymity is also protected because you don't want to be dragged into like someone else's crisis if they Mm -hmm. find out that who you are or if you actually know them etc i agree um so like the idea that like oh maybe this person will call back is just like also ridiculous because like like you might not be the person that answers the phone when they do. Correct. And Arya's like, I can't do it anyway. My parents are mad at me. I can't go anywhere. And Hannah's like, I'm literally planning my boyfriend's surprise party. Yes. 
Caleb, <laughs> I, I love people having better things to do. And Caleb calls them over and he's like, uh, I got a file from the phone and they look at it and it's a picture of four the four porcelain dolls that they got. Um yes. that look like the girls. And they're sitting on like a box or like some sort of wooden surface. And behind them, there's some green wallpaper. And they're like, oh, that's weird. But they all know what these dolls are. And also they're like disappointed that like it's not actual information. Fair. Oh, listen, I understand. But comma, but comma, but they really were reaching with the phone. uh, What information they were going to find anyway. Absolutely. And, And honestly, apparently what happens later on, they're lucky they got that. Even though I don't. Truly. Um, so they thank Caleb for his help. And then Hannah's like, what should we do for your birthday? Do you want to get takeout? What do you mm-hmm. want to eat? And he's like, a hot steaming plate of the truth. <laughs> and I was like, Caleb, first of all, you can't handle the truth. Second of all, you don't need to be witty. Like, like you don't need to try so hard. Fair. Comma, but I love the line. I love the delivery. I hated the delivery. I love the line. (laughs) I was like, this is a man who doesn't know how to act, but I am watching Pretty Little Liars. Correct. (laughs) And... And uh, he's like, I don't want to have relationship issues with you because you won't talk to me about what's wrong. And she's Mm. like, I promise it's not that important. It's not that deep. And they kiss. No, no, here's two things, right? Like, she keeps trying to go back to the party or not not the party, his birthday and stuff, right? And he's just not letting this go before the kiss, right? Uh, One thing I noticed that I liked is the beats in the background music whatever hannah was talking it was like calm romantic um lovely music whenever caleb will speak it was like dramatic intense investigative investigative music yeah and i was like i like how like and it's not even like a subtle it's like as soon as the other person starts talking the music change and it's like oh there is one thing that pretty little liars is not and that is subtle not at all (laughs) not at all (laughs) um which is why I'm shocked that Ella and Byron did not pick up on those clues before. Because <laughs> they are at home and they're having a discussion, more of an argument about what they need to do about Arya and Ezra. Yes. And, and you Ella's do not have like, to guess who's. Why would you work? go talk to this man in his place of work without mm-hmm. me? And Byron's like, "Well, I also work there, first of all." But pause. his first statement was the most truthful thing he ever said. He was like, it was impulsive. <laughs> and I was like, yes, okay, sir. yeah. He's like, first of all, it was impulsive. Secondly, I also work there. So it wasn't like I like <laughs> drove to his office. I walked down the hall. <laughs> and Ella's like, okay, but we can't go to the police. Cause like, trust me, I want to go to the police. Ella's like, I, I don't mind going to the police, but we go to the police. Our teenage daughter is going to be the gossip of the town. It's going to ruin her reputation even more than it's already ruined. Mm -hmm. And like, we don't need whenever people, essentially, she doesn't say this literally, but essentially she's like, when people Google her daughter's name, we don't need them seeing that she was in an inappropriate student-teacher relationship. Because, and this is the subtext here that I, as someone who was raised as a woman, assigned Mm -hmm. female at birth, 
Mm-hmm. Because women are always going to be the ones blamed, regardless of the situation. The woman is going to be the one who gets the worst end of the stick in this. Even if he ends up in jail, somehow they're going to mm-hmm. find a, a bad, something bad to say about our daughter. Mm-hmm. Forget the reflection on us. It's going to look real bad for her. It's going to make her life hell. Don't you think it's already hard enough for her to walk through this town after the incident with the bell tower and the incident with the shovel like Mm -hmm. not only because of all the bad memories that she must have walking through this town but also she can't go anywhere without people talking about her we have to do whatever we can to protect her and i understand (laughs) what she's saying and yes i wish that there was also consideration for the fact that she's a minor yes and I'm not certain, but I'm pretty sure that there are ways for her identity to be protected mm-hmm. because she is under 18. I would hope so. Now, I don't know if the court case would have her parents' names on it, which makes it difficult, or if there's a way for the school to sue Ezra. And then, you know, that helps with the anonymous case because it's like, it's just a student at the school. We're not going to say who. Mm-hmm. But, there, but also, like, at the end of the day, like, protecting your daughter is great. Yes. And from an outsider's perspective, how angry am I going to be if I'm Veronica? Mm-hmm. And I find out that my daughter's friend was in an inappropriate student-teacher relationship and my daughter's friend's parents did nothing to stop that man from dating other children. Yes. So I can see how it could be worse. Like, I I think the conversation is how do we go about going to the police while protecting our daughter's reputation? Mm -hmm. But the conversation Elle is trying to have is how do we protect our daughter instead of going to the police? And I don't like that. It's 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 hard. It's it's a, it's a difficult um tightrope to handle, especially considering, like, if something happens to Ez, um, Ezra, and like the headline comes out like he was in like a pedophilia relationship, right? Like, even if you're able to like get the courts to redact um Arya's name and stuff like that, the kids at the school they for know. the most part are going to know who it is, right? They're like it's right. like like it's hard in this situation to like but at the same time like go Arya's peers mm-hmm. sure they're all going to know Arya's peers parents are going to be grateful that Arya's parents went to the police because yes because like all the other parents are going to be like <laughs> it- and like I feel like the next scene, like legit, like speaks to this, because um, Hannah just dropped by um, Ezra's uh, office and being like, "Listen, just know that uh, all of Arya's friends, I know what's happening with um, her parents, but her friends are by your side." Which, but those like, are children. Again, it goes to show you that like mm-hmm. because our because Ezra is a genuine, like genuinely caring person. Mm-hmm. Again, this is to say that people who do bad things can have traits that are positive mm-hmm. and, you, and 
whether it's intentional or not, manipulate other good people into supporting their bad actions. Yes. Um, and it, and Hannah going out of her way, she was picking up a cake, but that was not on the Hollis campus. Mm-hmm. And she goes out of her way to go and tell him that she believes in love and she believes that Arya loves him and he loves Arya and that all of their their friends are like approve of the relationship. And it's like, that is also grooming. Mm-hmm. An abuser does not only groom their victim, they also groom all of the victim's friends and all of their friends. Mm-hmm. Because like anyone who could potentially find like anyone who could potentially find out he's building separate relationships with them so that Ella feels bad enough not to go to the police because Ella was a colleague mm-hmm. that the other students are feel like they see it as love they don't see it as pedophilia correct and they want to be good friends and support their friends so again it's just it just goes to show that like grooming is not just about like a grooming situation never has just one victim. Like no, like you you saw it at the beginning of the uh, episode, like with her saying to her mom, like, uh, "Don't you like him?" and stuff like that. Like, and you saw the pause. She was like, "I did like." Like with the "I did like him," it was like a pause. Like, damn, this was someone I liked. This was someone I trusted. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and, and it's I, so it, deep that, and again, I think this is partially gendered where Ella, as a woman, mm-hmm. wants to protect her daughter so much. Mm-hmm. But part of that, what part of that is also like, I do not want to go after this man who otherwise was a kind and lovely person. Mm-hmm. And women and people who are raised as women often are told, like, you're going to ruin his relationship. You're going to ruin his uh, reputation like mm-hmm. that's constantly what we're told when we try to like come forward about an assault or an abusive relationship is what about his relationship what about his job what about his prospects mm-hmm. and I think part of that shows up here because she thinks like I did like him maybe this wasn't like even though I still hate what he did and what he did is abhorrent maybe we don't go to the police and he won't do it any, anymore. Mm-hmm. And that is partially due to the fact that whether intentionally or, or otherwise, Ezra was grooming all of them. Yes. Um, and I just think that's really important to note because it proves that none of us are like free from falling into these, these patterns of like being tricked. Yes. Like any one of us can be groomed and grooming doesn't have to be strictly sexual for it to change the way that you view an abuser. Correct. And your relationship doesn't have to be romantic or sexual with an abuser for you to also be groomed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think that's important before, I, I think to like take some time for before we move on to the next part of our episode. No, I think um, it, that had to be a sport. Um, Based on the entire, all the facets that came into um, Ezra and his, like, straight up his decision to even, like, go to um, Ella and Byron, like, the the confidence he had, like, even, like, he, 
openly admits multiple times throughout the series, not just this episode, this is not an okay relationship. This is not something that I am okay with doing. But yet he's still comfortable and confident enough to be like, I can come out to... I and can he come says it to, to Arya. To Arya. And like no repercussions will come to him. And I like, think in saying mm-hmm. this is bad and I still love you to Arya, he's saying other people will see this as bad, but it isn't bad for us. Mm-hmm. And that builds his confidence when she's like when she says to him yeah this is not bad for us and then he hears that and Mm -hmm. it builds his confidence in saying I was able to convince her maybe I can convince other people Mm -hmm. whether or not it's it's something he's cognizantly thinking of Mm -hmm. that's essentially the thought process there but but it's also like and I think why it's easy for like people like Arya is like they are children they are not fully yeah. developed they do not understand their emotions and feelings right now and right. he's able to use that in, and abuse it to fit whatever his whims are um at this point in time right and the thing is like mm. i also think like Go. there's a world where ezra is manipulative and where mm. all of this is a, a curated ploy to like be in a relationship with a child Mm -hmm. and there's also a world where he is not necessarily like he's aware enough to know that it's wrong but he is so he does not fully understand his emotions and know how to regulate his emotions and he ends up doing something he knows is wrong but like we're given this sympathetic view of him Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really scary that this show does to us what Ezra did to the community of Rosewood. Because every time, every time, like, uh, we hear, like, Byron, like, talking about, like, oh, you can't talk to Ezra, or when Arya's, like, on the phone with him and he's not responding back, we're getting sympathetic music. We're supposed to feel bad that, like, Arya's not able to get in contact with um. I thought you were going somewhere else. I thought you were going to say, every time someone tells us, oh, my God, you're podcasting about Pretty Little Liars. I used to love that show. I love Arya and Ezra. I used to ship it so much, even though I know it was bad. Mm-hmm. That's every single person says that. Like every single person. <laughs> and it's because people aren't thinking that deeply about the TV that they're not podcasting about this for hours. Like we are. They were like they watched sure. it once a week, and then they had plenty of other shit to watch too. But but here's the thing, like, and why I'm partially glad that we are doing this. Uh, um, and I wish more people who watch the show would listen to it so they could understand. Like, listen, this was normalizing behavior. This was normalizing um these instincts for these grown um groomers to be like, you know what? As long as I'm sympathetic, as long as I got this uh be this type of person and have this type of smile and like be good to these types of people, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. And not only that, but like I think it shows that like so many mm. people buy into that. Mm-hmm. That all you have to do is tell one sympathetic story. When normally this kind of like a very similar kind of of storyline can be found in a Dateline episode. Mm-hmm. And it's usually in a Dateline episode and it's for a reason. Because mm-hmm. usually this ends up with the child going missing and murdered. And we're very lucky that didn't happen here. Mm-hmm. And a 
a child does not need to go missing and murdered for this to be wrong. Correct. And that's why we are here to tell you that like this is wrong. <laughs> because yes. it doesn't need to end in tragedy. It's already tragic enough that she yes. has been groomed and sexually assaulted. Yes. Because she cannot consent to a grown man. Correct. Even if she's of the age of consent, she cannot consent to a grown ass man. Correct. By a grown ass man. Like, like Jay, as much as I am preaching, throw that man away and throw away the key. Like, as much as I'm preaching that, the damage is done. Like, like it it can get worse, but like he's already imprinted on Arya, and like ew, you have to go gonna... there. Use the Twilight language. You know I don't watch Twilight. Like, do, do I, I look like I watch Twilight? Like, and like, what does Arya's future look like? Like in terms of like her other relationships. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, 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 one hundred percent. Through her through her twenties, what is her relationship? What are her romantic relationships like? Because the damage is already done. Correct. During her formative years. 100%. Um, yeah. It, just a, because we're is. talking about this now and I don't want to talk about it again. Uh, <laughs> calls Ezra and this time he picks up. And she's like, I really <laughs> needed to hear your voice. And she's like crying almost. And he's like, I needed to hear your voice too, but you can't call me ever again. And then he hangs up on her. Right. And it's like, I will admit, it is sad to watch. I felt sad for Arya knowing that she has all of these emotions for yes. someone. And it, it's heartbreaking. But for if this man was her age, it would still be heartbreaking. Yes. And it's more heartbreaking knowing that like, even when he's like, don't ever call me again, he still says he needed to hear her voice too. Mm-hmm. He still can't give it up. Like, like almost like he's like a martyr in some type of way. Right. Like, and it's like, just at that point, just commit and be like, I was manip- like, just be like, I was manipulating you. Let her have that opinion and just be like, don't call me ever again. But he, he can't be, he cannot t- tell her that I've been the bad guy this entire time. Or just I am the person who's been in the situation. Ghost like, her. She's 16. She'll get over it. Or she won't, and she'll go to therapy. Or <laughs> knows at this point, where's, where's Dr. Sullivan? <laughs> Great question. She came back to town. She did? Yeah, we think so. Oh. So let's get to crisis center. Okay. Emily's supervisor is gonna call. Listen, they're gonna tell her to listen in on a call because it's the transcript caller calling back. And the caller says that he's in way too deep and he doesn't want to hurt anyone. And Spencer is there because, of course, mm-hmm. Spencer can't stop herself. Yes. And Spencer and Emily are listening together and they recognize the voice and it's Lucas. And they're like shocked. And later they're going to try and convince Hannah that Lucas must have been the one in the greenhouse. But Hannah like literally can't believe it. She's like, he's a nice guy. Like you must be making things up. Do you like, did he say his name? Did you record the call? Because I don't believe you until I hear it from Lucas. 
Girl, what has that boy ever done for you? Lucas? Yeah. I feel like a lot. <laughs> yeah, but like you don't like you don't owe him. Like you've seen that he can be kind of like vindictive. You don't know who A is. Didn't we just have a conversation uh, about I mean, didn't we just have a conversation about like someone can be nice to you and also yes. be user to other people? Correct. So if oh. A can be anyone, why can't it be Lucas? It's not like they said it's Caleb. Like, sure, in pause, A could be Caleb, like, in the story. However, I don't, I understand, like, they are on high alert, and is what's being said on this uh, crisis call a, a red flag, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. But then my next thought is, this is coming from Lucas. We, we know Lucas is not the most socially... Um, a deaf person <laughs> that, that we know. Like, it's, I have heard Lucas say many things that's like, it's interesting that you phrased it that particular way because that's not how a lot of people would do it. And I feel like we've seen a lot of times Lucas will um, blow a lot of stuff out, out of proportion. Like, could Lucas be A and be the person that uh, Hannah hit with the car? Yes. Uh, Hannah didn't ask, do we, um, did you see him with any bruises? Like, he did just get hit by a car and stuff like that. Like, there is, sure, it could be Lucas, but I've also seen Spencer, in particular, take little bits of information that's incomplete, run with it, and be completely wrong. Okay, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> um. Like, and, 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 uh, like we, we low-key um, joked about um, the vibes that Lucas gives off. Like, Lucas calling a, a crisis center, like, he could be just crying for help. Like, I do not. <laughs> yeah. Again, yes. um, are we allowed to spoil other TV shows on this uh, podcast? How old is the TV show? It's 13 Reasons Why. Yes, you can spoil 13 Reasons Why. Okay. Lucas gives off real school shooter vibes just like a character in 13 Reasons Why. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, the, the, one, the one who took the pictures of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you knew, I was like, I don't remember, I don't remember his name. I don't know his name, but like, I know I who read the book, the original book, like, way back in the day. So, like, anyway. Yes. But, like, he gives off the same vibes as that character in terms of, like, he's going to be a school shooter or he's going to kill himself. Mm -hmm. Possibly both. Mm -hmm. I hate to be that person, but that's what Lucas's vibes give off. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting that they're both in your book. And though. <laughs> interesting. We can, we can talk about the photographer, the role of the photographers in social situations as being close to the action without being involved in the action and what that says about his social standing in terms of he'll never be involved in any of the social situations but he'll always be on the periphery and he always will be an outsider but mm -hmm. we don't have to get that deep we don't have to get that deep not at least not tonight no we're like, <laughs> it's been a long long night of recording so we're gonna cut to toby's house yes and toby's watching this is a great scene toby watches a car service come and pick up jenna and drive away yes just as Garrett is driving up. 
Mm-hmm. Garrett's like, who's in the car with her? And he's like, you're screaming at Toby. And yeah. he's like, that should have been me. I should have been going to Boston for eye surgery with Jenna. It should have been me. No, he shouldn't have grown man. And Toby is like standing there like <laughs> with also school shooter vibes. <laughs> and he's like, I do I would do anything Jenna asked me to do and it will never be enough and I'm going to keep doing it and I need to prove to her that I would do anything for her. And Toby's like, you should just walk away from this because this is who Jenna is. She, she, when she's done with someone, she's done with them and she used you for what she needed you for. Uh, she doesn't need you anymore. So dude, back the fuck off. <laughs> and he's like kind of like twisting the knife so to speak as not kind of there's no kind of about it (laughs) he is taking sick joy in the fact that like he can make such joy (laughs) like that he can make garrett this angry and garrett's like i can't just walk away from her i love her and if i have to keep proving that i love her i will do it and it's like dude you are a cop and a pedophile yes although I wonder if it's less of one because it's like there's like what a three-year age difference and like I do know people who like they're a junior or senior their boyfriend goes off to college they keep dating Mm. and it seems like he graduated and he went straight to the police academy that does seem like his trajectory yes yeah so like it's not as egregious but it's still not right it's not right. And also, he's a cop. Which, like, having that po- abuse of power just, like, does not sit right with me. I think that's fair. Um, like, so let's I'm, I'm be honest. Oh. My, my, gut, my gut tells me this was, not, this was not a relationship while they were both in high school. I feel like this developed afterwards. I don't know why I feel that. But that's what my gut says. And okay. I am out on it. I could be wrong. I, I could be. Yeah. Um, so let's cut to the cabin. Because Spencer and Hannah are looking for cheeky towards oh, pause, the pause, 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 pause. Uh th- there was there was a line that I was like, if if Jenna was a better character, I really liked uh where uh Gary was like, Oh oh yeah, you don't understand what she had to go through trying to learn everything, how strong of a person she is. And then Toby was like I don't question how strong she is as a person. I question how she used that strength. Yeah, that was a good one, but I didn't like that it came from Toby. <laughs> fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, yeah, so Spencer and Hannah, yeah, Spencer and Hannah are looking for tiki torches in the attic of the lake house. And Hannah's going to run downstairs. Spencer's going to keep searching, and she moves around a bunch of stuff. And it's her yeah. lake house, so she, she knows where stuff is. So she's like, my dad bought a... But my mom bought a bunch of tiki torches for my dad's birthday. Like, they should be here. She's sure. moving boxes around. She finds out, she finds the wallpaper in the background on the wall is the same as the background of the photo the dolls were in. Mm-hmm. So that means either A has the same wallpaper somewhere or that A has been in her lake house's attic. And then she takes out the photo to confirm it too. She looks at the photo on her phone. Yes. And then out of nowhere, kind of like the clickers in The Last of Us, yeah. like all of a sudden there's Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, hey, 
what are you doing up here? And he's like, I'm looking for tools. And she's like, well, we don't keep our tools up here. So like, maybe don't be up here. And he's like, no, I'm going to look for tools. It's like very like ominous. Like he, he's not very good at like just being unassuming. Like he just seems suspicious and we don't know why. Like, why is he acting that way? Yes, I agree. Comma, but do we not all know that person? <laughs> it was no, like, why like, do you I, act like this? I was thinking about it. I was like, <laughs> if you took the music out of the scene, is he just an like, awkward person standing there? He's just the awkward person standing there. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the music is what makes it seem ominous. But yes. also there were a couple ways that like, this is not the person I would invite to the lake house to help me set up, knowing that there are rooms without electricity. Mm. Cause I don't want that person coming at me in the dark. I don't want that, like even approaching <laughs> me in the dark. Cause the way he's standing, like his chin is tilted a little down and he like looks a little aggressive just in his body posture. You know, I think it also, and I could be wrong. Um, you can correct me if I am, I, I'm a big know. boy. <laughs> uh, is it like is it like confirmed that Lucas was the person who tried to kill Allison um in that creepy baby doll costume? Pretty much, um, yeah. F- yeah. So so like But the girls I guess, don't know that. But we as um the audience knows that. Right. So we also know that he does happen to have this violent side to him as well. And also the way he's acted towards Hannah in the past, he's been aggressive. Yes. When she rejects him. And he does give yes. off school shooter vibes. We've been very clear about that in this podcast yes. alone. <laughs> Correct. Um, so we'll, we'll keep that in mind. Keep it in mind. Because the Montgomery family, minus, uh, minus Mike. Oh, yeah, the, the son. Are going to go for dinner. <laughs> and they're going into the restaurant and they see that Ezra's there eating by himself and Byron's like we will eat somewhere else I was like, and, yes, Byron. Ella's, and Ella's like we, we can still eat there and have a good time and he's like no we will not no, no we will not yes sir get and out you know there <laughs> good yeah. and we see like Arya and Ezra like like make eye contact and it again so wrong so wrong so during they while they're walking down the sidewalk, they bump into a, a former colleague of Byron's and his son Holden. And it turns out that um Holden and Arya used to be friends. Um there's debate about whether Holden taught Arya to learn or taught Arya to ride a bike or not. Mm-hmm. Um and the Montgomerys and Holden's parents make plans for them to have dinner one day, so Holden and Arya can catch up and then there's like a little wink wink nudge nudge that Arya should like consider dating a boy her own age for once like it's clear that it's clear that Ella and Byron are like look he's a nice young man young your age yes and dateable see here's the thing Jay the more you talk the less I get my hopes up <laughs> for Holden. <laughs> oh, did you have your hopes I, up for Holden? I was like, you know what? They might be trying to phase Ezra out of the show and make Holden the new main love interest for Arya. 
because they got they got their senses. The See, writers. for me, it was just like too fast of an introduction. It's like, oh, the same episode that you're never allowed to talk to him again. Here's a nice young boy, young man. But I could be wrong. <laughs> Listen, I can and most likely will be wrong. No, you were right about your predictions for this episode. But, like, I also know I am in the Byron mindset of things where, like, you know what? Anyone but Ezra. Not anyone. Any child but anyone age appropriate. Yes. (laughs) So then Emily's going to answer. So Emily's going to go to the crisis center because she accidentally, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. took a page of the transcript home and she got called out for it. But you know what? It happens to all of us. We put something in our, we like put something in our backpack and we take it home when we're supposed to like give it back. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like eh, benefit of the doubt. And uh, the call, there's a call that comes in on the to the call center, and the director is like, "Can you take that?" And so she picks up the phone, and Lucas, we know it's Lucas. We can hear his voice says, "Are you the person I talked to yesterday?" And again. Emily should say the line about like, no, but I'm here, but I can still help you. But she Mm -hmm. says, yes. And Lucas says that he has to take care of the problem tonight. And he made a decision Mm -hmm. and he knows how hard it's going to be to lose her, but he has to do it. And Emily can hear Hannah in the background. Mm -hmm. So she's like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going right to the party. I'm going to shut that shit down. But will she make it in time? Great question. Because the party is underway. And uh, Spencer tells Hannah that Lucas was in the attic, but Hannah's throwing a party. Well, pause. Can I be about 50 real quick? Yeah. Then, again, understand the vibes that Lucas gives off. I have not for a single second this episode thought that Lucas was um, the person at the greenhouse. Totally fair. And, like, to be fair, he hasn't done anything. All she can say is, like, this dude's creeping me out. Like, like, true, true. Like, he's, is he being a creep? 100%. Yes, <laughs> he is being a creep. But, like, I really fullheartedly just believe uh, he still has feelings for Hannah, and he cannot deal with Caleb uh, being yeah. in the picture. Like, like th- that's all I think it is. <laughs> well, not only that, but, like, the fact that it doesn't help that, like, Caleb lives in his house mm-hmm. you know like like like, like, like he, he lives he lives in this man's house uh, and this guy that he was being kind to has everything that he wants <laughs> and you think this is why he's being a creep why he's being a creep because he's like I'm about to lose it all and yeah. I think he's like yo as soon as I admit this to Hannah my relationship with Hannah was not going to be the same. Yeah. My relationship with uh, Caleb is not going to be the same, and he lives with me right now. Like, and then Hannah and Caleb's relationship isn't going to be the same because if he ruins his relationship with Caleb, Caleb's not going to want to stay with with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and, then he's going to by by doing anything, he also might ruin Caleb and Hannah's relationship, and yep. he does want Hannah and Caleb to be happy, just happy separately. But yes. no one's going to be happy. Pause. I, happy separately or happy away from him? Right. <laughs> One of the two. One of the two. Um, so the party is underway. Hannah's doing stuff. Mona and Noel are like, 
all the pizzas you ordered came with green peppers. Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I think green peppers are fine on pizza. I'm not anti-green peppers, period. Yeah. Okay. Oh, pause. I know people who are I know people who are anti-green peppers. It's okay, they can be uh, wrong. Yes, I agree. <laughs> like, like, will I actively seek as out? As long as we dislike pedophiles, we're good. Honestly, that's the bare minimum, Jay. The bare minimum. I like that is not all that we ask of you, but it is the bare minimum. Yes, yes. It is for the bare this minimum. Podcast. Correct. Honest pause. Anyone who's not anti-pedophiles, go away at this point in time. We don't want you as a listener. Yeah. So Hannah's stressing out. She's not listening to Spencer. Emily gets there, sees Lucas near the cake, and she's like, Hannah is such a loving, forgiving person. And this is why you stay anonymous, by the way, Mm -hmm. on a crisis line. So you don't do what Emily just does. Yes. She goes up to Lucas. She's like, Hannah is such a loving friend, and she's so forgiving. You should not do anything you're going to regret. And Lucas snaps his head. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's like, oh, and, you're the one at the crisis center. Fuck. Yeah. Was it just weird? Was he like oddly sweaty? <laughs> yeah, but like that, that felt right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest with you, Jay. And if I'm friends with you and you just become sweaty and you do not do a lot of physical activity, I will be side on you. Okay. But for some people, it's a medical condition, and I won't side at you if you if you're just like, "Hey, it's medical." I'll be like, "Great." I don't, I don't, I don't like you doing that to me, Jay. <laughs> well, so the, thing, the thing is, like, I have a his for the podcast listeners. If you want a little bit of my medical history, I have a history of passing out. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever it gets to like ninety degrees or above, I have a higher percent just based on like it being hot and humid outside mm-hmm. the way my body regulates heat I have a significantly higher chance of passing out mm-hmm. and one of the ways that I can tell is if the back of my neck gets sweaty mm-hmm. and my palms get sweaty but the rest of me doesn't feel sweaty mm-hmm. so that's an indicator to me you're going to start passing out soon ah fair so I'm not going to judge people who are sweaty who, cause like some people can't control it. Fine. <laughs> like it's not only about putting on deodorant. It's also like, there are very valid reasons that, you know, other mm. people might sweat. Understood. I'll, <laughs> I'll be more conscious this time. <laughs> yeah. Stop being fat phobic. It's black history month. <laughs> Those are two two separate statements that have nothing to do with each other. Correct. <laughs> but I wanted to tell you that. <laughs> um. So. So Emily's like, shit. I just made things worse. So she goes to tell Spencer. And they learn from Mona that Hannah took the rowboat out with Lucas so they can set fireworks across set fireworks up across the lake. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? Why do you need fireworks? You're a bunch of fucking teenagers. I agree. Like just you don't need to cross the lake. <laughs> just drink the shitty beer that someone who just turned twenty one bought for you. Yeah. And like, listen to music and eat your green pepper pizza. Or pick it off if you're no con. 
And like, you don't need fireworks on a lake. Do you know how dangerous that is? Very. Especially if you've been drinking. Very, very. And uh, they're going to be halfway across the lake at this point. Mm-hmm. And Lucas is going to stop rowing. And she's like, and Hannah's like, can we go back? Because Lucas is talking to her and he's like, using a more stern tone. He seems a little more off than usual. Yes. And Spencer starts calling for her on the other side, like back on the shore where they came from. And Hannah's like, yeah, you know what? Spencer needs me. We should should go back to shore. Mm -mm. And Lucas stands up and he shouts at her. Yeah. And Hannah flips out. She pushes him overboard and takes the oars. And then a hand reaches out and onto one of the oars and Hannah falls overboard. Yes. And meanwhile, Spencer is calling out for Hannah and tells Emily to go call the police. Yike. <laughs> I don't want to ask this question. Go ahead. Um, did Hannah escalate the situation? <laughs> I think she did. But we don't know what he had planned on the other side of that lake. Correct. And if I learned another thing from John Mulaney, yeah. it would be, don't go to a secondary location. You know what? I agree. <laughs> I agree. And he was taking her to a secondary location. She realized that and she said, uh-uh, I need to go to the other side of the lake. Fair enough. What was she supposed to do? <laughs> Uh, good question. I, you, you know what? Um, Lucas was the asshole here. <laughs> yeah, I can. I, I will say that. And also, she thinks that he's her friend and Caleb's friend. Like, what could he possibly be doing? Like what could he be? like? like, so like she, that's of course, the she's gonna get in the boat with him, but then he starts acting weird. And what are you gonna do? She's gonna be like, "Hey, can we turn around?" Only oh, you're acting weird. It's fair. Yeah. So Arya is gonna leave Ezra another voicemail. She's at home, and she says in the voicemail that she thinks her mom is coming around if they're just patient. No. And then Ella comes in the room. And Arya hangs yeah. up, and she's like, oh, I was just talking to Holden. We're making plans to see a movie. I'm no, not grounded, right? I want to go see a movie with Holden, and that's still okay. And Ella's like, maybe we can make an exception. No, this girl's not dating anybody, going on any dates with any boys, one going anywhere one-on-one with another person. Like, oh, I feel one. like of, if of anybody... Ella of all people would be like, should be like, yo, even if she does go on a date with Holden, this could be a ploy to just meet up with Ezra. Not only could it be a ploy, but let's think about protecting our daughter, right? Yes. Ella's whole thing earlier was how she wants to protect her daughter. Yes. I think protecting your daughter means she is being groomed by an adult man. Yes. Until we are able to have family conversations, either with a therapist or together, 
and like truly about how damaging this could be and process some of that, you're not going on a date with anybody. I think that's fair. And like, we're going to be careful about who you are hanging out with. Because I'm being buck with you, Jay. Yeah. I know I said I had faith in Holden. I don't know this Holden kid. Yeah. I don't know nothing about that's him. That's what I was also like. I was like, you don't fucking know this guy. <laughs> You're like, oh, finally, a teenager. He must be good. Well, let me tell you something, Jay. I've met a lot of bad teenagers on this show alone. And you and you were like, I like Holden. You just like that he's not Ezra. I think you I said that. like Toby. Do mm, I like Toby? No, you did at the beginning. I'm telling Listen, you, I'm... your first impression does not always work out. Sometimes people disappoint you. I say I'm... Mm, I'm really wrong be, about disliking someone. Allow yourself to be disappointed. No, no, I, I've, been, I've been wrong a lot about liking people, but I feel like if my gut says I don't like them, like 90% of the time, I'm like, yeah, I really don't like them. <laughs> yeah, but this show is proving you, like, this show is not like other shows. And we've seen that with the characters because the one person you said, I will never like him. I am the most anti this person ever. Is and, I was wrong. and I was wrong. And I can admit it. I'm grown. And you said, <laughs> I am a simp for Tobias. Did I say that? <laughs> Did I? Felipe, roll the tape. I, I don't know. I don't know that. But you love Tobias. You were so excited. You said he is a baby, bro- a broken baby bird, and we will heal him. <laughs> we probably should have kept him broken. You called him <laughs> a sweet heaven angel. <laughs> I know that you did. I feel like because I, I tweeted often... about it make exaggeratory statements that I should not be held to in the future. <laughs> but I want to tell you, this show is not like other shows that you've seen. They will introduce you to someone who will be like, oh my god, what a great person, or oh my god, ew. Caleb is a greasy, 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 greasy cockroach. And it turns out both of those statements were wrong. <laughs> and well, he could still be a greasy cockroach, just like him. Allow yourself to be disappointed and allow yourself to be pleasantly surprised by this show in ways that you will not you will not anticipate. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. There are twists and turns in this show that I cannot wait for you to find out. I am so not ready. So before we get there, we're going to get to the end, the last scene in our episode. We're finally there. We're at the end, baby. If y'all made it this far, um, pat yourself on a bat and leave us five stars. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> everyone's gathering around Spencer. They're like, what's going on? And then after a few moments of like watching the lake, Hannah swims to the shore and Spencer is trying to warm her up and like wrap something around her, keep her nice and warm and toasty. And Mona and Noel appear. Uh, and they are like dripping wet and they're like oh we were just taking a dip what happened why are you taking a why are you taking a dip in the lake at this party are you surprised though (laughs) this lake house has seen a lot of action okay (laughs) 
poor Spencer's Nana's couch, poor Spencer's <laughs> Nana's lake house. And then Caleb arrives and Hannah's like, surprise. And then the episode ends and we see someone in a dark sweatshirt and gloves taking Lucas's shoe out of the lake. Oh my God. And that's the last thing that we see. Nice. Now, AJ. We're done. We're finally done. Back when this was a weekly show on television. Intrigued. They used to have previews for the next episode. Like next time on Pretty Little Liars. Yes. Do you want to know what this do you want to know what this uh, preview had shown? Um, since you're bringing it up, it sounds like it's going to be interesting, so I'll take it. Lucas is alive and well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, it could be a flashback, because we know Pretty Little Liars loves a flashback, but he's in the next episode. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Well, I guess I'm not suspicious at all. But like, like I, but like, it could be a flashback. I couldn't tell you what happens in the next week's episode. I did not watch ahead. Um, that's funny. Yeah, but I just, I just wanted to tell you that, like, on the forums back in the day, yeah, like he couldn't possibly have died. Like, did you see, like, in the preview, like he's in the background or whatever. Like, he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane that's a mad like what's the point of leaving it suspenseful if you're just in it pause i understand the people who make the show are not the same people who advertise the show call about it <laughs> and like so there were a couple theories a couple theories were like oh he's alive and well and like that's the easy one to jump to um i tried to find the preview i couldn't find it so like i can't tell you if he was like a main character or not but like like if it was clear that like he was like the main character of a scene or if he was in the background or whatever but like Mm. there were also theories about like maybe we'll find out what his plan was and there'll be a flashback with whoever he had a plan with Mm -hmm. to like whatever his plan was um there were theories about maybe he is connected to a because a is taking his shoe out of the lake so obviously a has a vested interest in lucas Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he Lucas is A's helper because Lucas is too awkward to be A. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that were theorized. I don't remember if Lucas is alive and well. I don't ah. remember what happened to Lucas. Remember, like last season, when I was like dead set on that man dying. Yeah, on Lucas dying. Yeah. Has his time come? Like, or because like it could what? be a flashback. Like that's the thing is like. My, my thing is like what a bummer ending for Lucas though. Yeah, but like, like he got pushed like, into the water. Blaze of glory. Like not like oh Hannah pushed him in water, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, Hannah doesn't need any more trauma. <laughs> yeah. So. We know Lucas is in next episode. We don't know how. Fair. Um, next week's episode is Let the Water Hold Me Down. But before, I'm going to let you think about that while you tell me who you think killed Allison. 
Um, Jason. Jason. On purpose or by accident? Uh, remember, he doesn't remember. I'm going to say on purpose. Okay. And who is A? Uh, Mona and No. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think it's those two. Interesting. Any elaboration? Uh, I, I felt like it's interesting. Like, I've been noticing, especially since we brought back, came back from the winter premiere, like, Mona's just always there. Mona's just always popping up with information and stuff, like, out of nowhere. Yeah. And, like, like, for like for this episode, like, oh, Mona just happens to know about this party that, like, apparently had us invited next to nobody to, but she knows it's happening. She knows where it's happening. Uh, and her and Nola are looking for the, what's that thing called? Invitation. Like, they just happen to be in the water, the same water that, like, all this bad stuff is going down in. And, like, A was also happened to be fishing for um, Lucas's shoe in that water. Like, they just happened to be in the right places at the right time. Uh, and, you know, I believe Mona's smarter than, like, a lot of people literally were out to be. And, you know, I think Nocon is an agent of chaos. I think that is a recipe for A. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. Um, so... We asked who killed Allie. We asked who killed A. Who is A? We asked who is A. Yeah. Next week's episode, season two, episode 16, is Let the Water Hold Me Down. Yes. What's going to happen? Uh, let the water hold me down. Uh, I think my, my first thing that went to my mind was um, Holden and <laughs> what is Holden doing? Uh, so I think Holden is going to try to, or at least Arya is going to try to use Holden to like take her mind off of Ezra, but she just can't take her mind off of Ezra because you know she's been um, groomed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so that's that's going to happen, uh, and, and she might even be in a situation where she's like, you know what, I could use Holden, uh, pretend I like him to get what I want, and become a little manipulator herself, and that'll be shame. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and I think I don't think Hannah has the heart to tell what really happened in that boat, especially to Caleb, because um, Caleb and Lucas are apparently best friends. Uh, and she's just gonna be like, "Yeah, the boat tipped over or something like that. We got unsteady." And now Caleb's like, "Where is Lucas? Uh, we need to find Lucas." And then Lucas pops up, be like, "Y'all, I'm here." <laughs> Show up, like. Is it gonna show up like, <laughs> like at the police station or like somewhere unexpected where Hannah's just like you know like walking down the street and then he's like Hannah from like an alleyway or something? Is is it's gonna be like um he's gonna catch Hannah alone? He's like I I try to get this off my chest and clearly this it was a bad idea because you like you know pushed me off the bone, but I gotta do it anyway. And after that, if you don't want to hear from me again, I understand. And then he spills his guts out to Anna. And Hannah's like, oh, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I just trying to kill me and my friends. <laughs> Fair enough. So, AJ. We will talk about Let the Water Hold Me Down next week. But for now, you've mentioned you want something for Black History Month. Yes. What do you I want? Would like, 
I would like y'all to send us an email. Tell us your feedback. If you have any thoughts on the show about us, whatever, just talk to us in the emails. Jay will happily read them. I will happily not because I am not going to get spoiled. <laughs> and you can send those emails to twosecretspod at gmail.com. It is also in our show notes. Yeah. AJ, what else do you want for Black History Month? Honestly, go leave reviews. Rate us five stars on Apple uh, Spotify, wherever you're listening to us, show your appreciation for us. And, and uh, we'd appreciate it. And if people are listening to this and it's not Black History Month because the internet lasts forever, they can still do that. Like it doesn't have to just be in the month of February. You can be in the month of March, April, May, even June, or the other seven months. <laughs> there you go. It could be any month at all. On Honestly, any calendar you choose to observe. Uh, any of them. You know, because we we will we will always be here since the internet lasts forever, and we're happy to give our insights and our jokes. And if the people want to send you compliments and tell you how amazing you are, where can they do that? You can do it um, on Twitter. I am the Kid Norris. That's where you can tweet anything you want. That's not spoiler uh, adjacent to me. Yeah, no spoilers. Just compliment AJ on how great he is. Thank you. And where can they compliment you, the great Jay? Great question. You can find me on Twitter or on Twitch at jmanji underscore. The Twitch has two underscores though. But on Twitter, I'm jmanji underscore. I also have two cats who have their own Twitter accounts. One is my kitty Vinny and the other is the Santony. Um, both my cats are wonderful and probably funnier on Twitter than I am, but I'm pretty great. What can I say? So email <laughs> us at two secrets, two secret pod at gmail.com. Write us a five-star review or fi give us a five-star rating and give us a review mm. and then compliment AJ on Twitter. And maybe if you want to compliment me, like I'll, I'll also be happy about that. Uh, yeah, also, go, go pop it to one of their streams. They are fun. Yeah. And then one last task for you, but this one is only if you like other fun podcasts. Check out the Dragon Babies pod and the Brazilian Dragon podcast and all the great work that Felipe and all of our friends have going on. Because yeah. I, I don't know, I whenever I'm having a bad day and I can hear some fun people talk about shows that I know and love, it makes me feel better, brightens my day, and I know it'll brighten your day too. Yeah. So I think AJ, that's everything. And I'm not even I think that's about episode it. by pushing you into a lake. Oh, oh my gosh. I appreciate that so much, Jay. <laughs> I could not deal with that. I, yeah. I'd be like, panic. It's like 10 o'clock at night. No one has the time for that. Like, honestly, you push me in the lake. It might be cold enough. I'm like, oh, that feels good. And then I just might doze off. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened to Lucas. You know what? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Whatever happened to Lucas, hopefully we'll find out next week. We know he's in the episode. So until next time, AJ. Bye. Bye. Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you save. Better lock it in your pocket, taking this one to the grave. If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I say.